Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today, we are talking about Ireland. I have 20 fascinating facts about Ireland, and then we will call our world traveler, Peter DeFeo, who has been to Ireland, and he will tell you what it's really like from his experience in Ireland. Here, let's get started. More Irish people live abroad than live in actual Ireland. So there are more people <laughs> of Irish descent that live around the world than they do in actual Ireland. The president of Ireland has very little power. Uh, it's known as the Emerald Isle due to how green it is. <clears throat> they have hundreds of different accents. St. Patrick was born in Wales and not actually in Ireland. There's more Guinness sold in Nigeria than there is in Ireland. <laughs> Craig Park in Dublin is the fourth largest stadium in Ireland. It ranks sixth worldwide in beer consumption. Now, here's an interesting thing. The Irish are associated with drinking, but yet they rank number six in the world in beer consumption. The submarine was invented in Ireland. Halloween is derived from an Irish festival called Samhain. So if you like to go out for Halloween, uh, it's interesting that it was derived from an Irish festival called Samhain. There are 10 million pints of Guinness produced in Dublin every single day. Uh, the Harper. Oh, here's an interesting thing. The Harper and not the Shamrock is their national symbol. It has the third most consumption of tea per capita. Uh, Irish sport of hurling is over 3,000 years old. How about this? The U.S. White House was actually designed by an Irishman. Only 9% of Irishmen are natural redheads. So you associate Irish with red hair. It's actually only 9%. St. Valentine is buried in Dublin. More people speak Polish at home than they do Irish. Uh... There were never snakes in Ireland even before St. Patrick. So think about that. Even before St. Patrick, there were not snakes in Ireland. So that tale, that is a wise tale, I guess. All right, let's get our co-host and world traveler, Peter DeFeo. Let's call him up. And he's going to give you his real-life experience in Ireland. So let's call Peter. We're going to call Peter right now. Keep in mind, this is done on my home equipment, so it's not going to be as smooth <laughs> as other shows. And we're calling Peter DeFeo. He's a world traveler. He has traveled the world. He's going to give you his real-life experience in Ireland. And we're calling about 10 minutes early, so... Peter is going to share with you 
what it's like to be in Ireland if he answers. Phone number. <laughs> All right, he's not answering. Uh, let's keep going with our stats. I have written plenty of stats, so let's go with the stats until Peter is ready. And we will continue with the stats. Let's keep going. Uh, we have oldest yacht club in the world is in Ireland. The Irish flag was inspired by France. Argentina's Navy was founded by an Irishman. 88% of Roman Catholics are in Ireland. So Ireland is uh, made up of 88% of Roman Catholics. Now here's something that is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? The name that if if you have an Irish name that ends in Mac, right? If your Irish name ends in Mac, like Macmillan, that means you are the son of. So the abbreviation M-A-C is son of. If your Irish name ends in O, such as O'Hara, that the O means grandson of. So that is uh, that is pretty interesting. The writer of Dracula is Irish. Uh, he was Irish. The guillotine was used in Ireland before it was used in France. Shannon is the longest river. It is illegal. To be drunk in public, but it just started. That law was just passed in 2009. So it was just illegal to be drunk in Ireland since 2009. An Irishman designed the Oscar Award. So when you see the people get the Oscars, uh, that was designed by an Irishman. They have the oldest pub in the world. The oldest pub in the entire world, and it dates back to 900 A.D. Uh, the Titanic the, was built in Belfast, so that's pretty interesting. So the famous movie, the Titanic, uh, that actual ship was built in Belfast. Uh, one of the youngest populations in the world. They had a baby boom over the last 50 years. Uh, People have lived in Ireland for 7,000 years. That's pretty interesting. They have the most female presidents in the entire world, and they have had two. Uh, A lot of international companies uh, relocate to Ireland due to a very low tax rate. And 34,000 Americans reported that they were of Irish descent in the census of 2000. Now, let's take a moment to thank our great listeners for their incredible loyalty to the show. Our show has increased by 400% in just a seven-week period. Uh, We started out, we were at 280, and now, as of this morning, uh, we are now at 1,300. So just in six weeks, our show has grown tremendously. So we want to thank our listeners, especially our listeners in uh, India. 
Uh, India is very loyal to the show. We get a lot of people from India that listen to the show. Uh, we want to thank you. Uh, my facts are pretty much done, so we're actually going to end the show with Peter DeFeo. So let's try to get him on the phone again. And I'm going to dial him again. And let's see if he answers. This is our co-host, Peter DeFeo. He's a world traveler. Let's see if he answers. The phone is dialing. And we'll see if he answers. He's been to Ireland several times. He's going to tell you the real deal about Ireland. And we are dialing him now. And we will see what happens. And I don't want to end the show till we get Peter on the phone. Nope, another answer machine. So let's continue with the Irish facts until we can get Peter on the phone. He was told 10 o'clock. It's only four minutes till. Um, keep in mind that we are located on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So you can actually, you can actually go... And say to your Alexa device, hey, Alexa, uh, play Learn About World Cuisine. And the Alexa device will actually play the show. So let's get some more facts. Uh, St. Patrick was not Irish. Uh That's what I thought was interesting. Let me just find some facts for us. Uh, hold on, I'm finding some more facts for us. All right, hold on. We're trying to get Peter on the phone. English is not the first language of Ireland. Uh, it's widely spoken in Ireland, but it is not the official language. Irish is the official first language of Ireland. Um, let's see. Wild Atlantic Way is the longest coastal driving route in the entire world. The Wild Atlantic Way is a stunning drive that stretches all the way from the cliffs in, uh, through north of Ireland. I don't know if I mentioned this, but Argentina's Navy was founded by an Irishman. The Irish flag was inspired by the French. The shamrock is not the official symbol of Ireland. Uh, it's record, uh, People think it is, but it's actually the real harp. So the harp is actually the national symbol of Ireland and not the shamrock. Uh, they say it's always raining in Ireland, and the sad reality is that they're not wrong. Irish love to think that they bask in the sun for hours on end during the summer. But the reality is that it is one of the wettest climates in Europe. In the summer of 2007, it rained in Ireland for 40 days straight. So 
So think about that. They had rain in Ireland for 40 straight days. Uh, that is interesting. St. Valentine, he has his ashes are buried in Ireland. Ireland is home to the oldest yacht club in the world. Uh, the Royal Cork was uh, started in 1720. It was founded in 1720. It's the Royal Cork Yacht Club, and that was founded in 1720. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, let's find some more facts while we can get Peter on the phone. Since 1981, a Slane concert has been held annually on the grounds of Slane Castle. And it has had singers such as Madonna, U2, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, all on that stage. Ireland has won seven Eurovision Song Contests. More than any other country in the entire world. Uh, Londonberry's Banks of the Foil Halloween Carnival is the oldest Halloween celebration in Ireland, as well as Ireland's largest street party. Uh, Dalkey is a suburb of Dublin, and it is Ireland's uh, version of Beverly Hills. It is home to a lot of a uh, lot of Irish celebrities such as authors, uh, famous singers, etc. So that is called Dalkey. It is a suburb of Dublin. Uh, at the height of 688 meters above the Atlantic Ocean, uh, the second highest cliff, cliffs in Europe, uh, Phoenix Park in Dublin is the third largest walked city parks. Or, I'm sorry, the third largest walled city parks in Europe. The Irish National Studs Japanese Gardens were laid between 1906 and 1910 by Japanese master horticulturists. And they are considered the finest of their kind in all of Europe. Uh, they are actually located in Kildare. The Tara Mine near Navan County is the largest zinc mine in Europe and the fifth largest zinc mine in the entire world. Uh, Hook Lighthouse is thought to be the oldest working lighthouse in Europe and possibly in the entire world. It's located at Hookhead in the county of Wexford. Uh, the present structure, as we know it today, was uh, completed in either 1172 or 1245. And although the first lighthouse on that spot dates back to the 5th century. All right, let's get some more facts. Then we're going to try Peter one more time. Uh, the astronomer William Edward Wilson took some of the earliest photographs of the stars the moon, and the sun, and the solar eclipse in 1889. He became the first person to measure the temperature of the sun 
reaching an estimation of 65, uh, wow, 6,590 degrees Celsius. Lewis Brennan, an Irish mechanical engineer who emigrated to Australia, invented the steerable torpedo all the way back in 1874. It was the first weapon in history that could be remotely directed to its target. He later invented the monorail system and the helicopter, which performed the world's first unmanned but controlled helicopter flight. Uh, So that was all done in Ireland. All right, let's try Peter DeFeo. We're going to try our co-host one more time. And... Let's see if we can get him on the phone. We're calling Peter DeFeo. He is a world traveler. And he is going to give you his real life experience in the country. There he is. Hey, all right, Peter. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, we're very excited about uh, Ireland. And we're so excited to hear your perspective of Ireland. I did about 50 facts for our listeners uh, and I just want you to give your real life experience. What it's what is it like to be in Ireland? Oh my! Uh, well, I was married to a girl from Donegal, and uh, Marie McBride, McBride, and uh, we were uh, we were dying to go there. The first time we went was in uh, 1969, May the and they just happened to ha- start their war at that time, and everything was closed down. It was a, it was an interesting experience. But I'll give you the generally uh, what's like in Ireland. We were in France. It's about a, uh, a couple hour ride uh, by airplane, Air France, uh, to uh, you know Ireland to Dublin, Dublin's fair city. We flew into Dublin's fair city and um, went to our hotel which was actually a house uh, that the people rented different rooms out. Uh, our view was of the backyard. Uh, Dublin was very, very much uh, like any uh, American city, uh, poor city, any American poor city, except it did have some side things that were going on. Uh, it, it did have a nice big park, uh, unusually long green benches in the park. They were 20 to 30 feet long. And they were bent. They, they had like a curve to them. If, I, I imagine if you put them all together, if you put together a, a, a few of them, uh, you'd end up with like a 60-foot circle, you know, to give you an idea what the, what the bend was like. Uh, there are some things that they brag about in Ireland, uh, in Dublin, be, you know, being the, uh, uh, the uh, head of the place, uh, the head of Ireland, uh, the Abbey, a 100-year-old Abbey. Uh, it had to be rebuilt, I understand, in the 1950s because there was a fire. And uh, the uh, theater, uh, you must go to, that, to, that, to the theater, uh, which is the, is the Abbey, uh, what the Abbey's about. Then there's the Trinity College, uh, one of the finest in Ireland, also a four-story building uh, with uh, Greek-type pillars here and there. Impressive, very large. Very impressive, like a block, a uh, block and a half long, uh, a, a very big, big building, four stories high. Uh, the uh, Guinness Brewery, uh, leaving Dublin, uh, traveling around the area just north of Dublin, uh, across the uh, 
Black River is the Guinness Brewery. The Guinness Brewery is all glass, and uh, it was the first time we saw anything like that. Uh, we hadn't been doing that in America yet, and it appeared as if the brass uh, uh, inside vats and equipment were out in the open. I mean, it was just mind-boggling stuff on a little bit of a hill, too. So it's very, very impressive. Uh, it's something you'd have to see. Um, Black River, of course, runs through and around those areas. The beaches, the beaches in that area are covered with a variety of size and color stones. They're polished, round, to oval. Get this. The, uh, I believe the glacier dropped off these stones uh, you know, after the Ice Age. Uh, the most of the, these stones are like between one and six inches. They're not little pebbles. These are like cobblestones. Wow. Uh, that's what the beaches are like in that in that area. That was shocking to see something like that. Of course, you, you don't you know you don't see people laying around on those beaches <laughs> doing that. Uh, and that's that's the uh, river area between Ireland and England. You know, uh, Ireland is almost as big as England. It's you know we think of it as small, but it's almost as big as England. Uh, take a look at it on the map. It is a very large, uh, massive piece of land, probably one of the largest, one of the ten largest islands in the world. Uh, you know, but there it is, uh, St. Kevin's. St. Kevin's, believe it or not, lived to be 120 years old. Uh, you know, Christ said, God said in the Bible that man can only live to 120, and, and St. Kevin's did it. Uh, he he started Christianity, and you could see about 1,600 years ago in Ireland, and uh, you could see his stone foundations of all the churches that he built, you know, going from Cork all the way up to Belfast. Uh, watchtowers, now these weren't built by St. Kevin's, uh, or, or they, they have watchtowers. Some of them are three, four stories high. They look like uh, uh, real skinny lighthouses. Uh, there's also small towers, which are one-man towers, uh, to keep guard if they were being invaded, because the Irish were always being invaded. They were being invaded, uh, you know, from the Scotch. They were being invaded, uh, you know, by the uh, Nordic people. Uh, and, you know, it, it's uh, they, they had to do something to protect themselves. And that's a very interesting thing to see. Uh, sad. At the time, uh, we didn't have this in America, which we have it now, to see these beautiful Irish girls begging for and homeless. Uh, you know, they, they were all over the place. Uh, it, was, it was just in Dublin. It was just uh, just enough to make you cry. Uh, Irish beauty. Um, all right, what is beautiful? You know, we look at somebody and say, oh, they're beautiful or they're, they're, not, they're all right or they're not ugly, you know. Beauty is a balance in the face. I'm an artist. And it's the eyes uh, across and the distance between the eyes and the sides of the face. And then a straight line coming down the nose, a little tiny, you know, cute little nose, straight. And the nose ends about halfway between the eyes and the chin and the mouth halfway between the nose and the chin. 
they have that type of beauty. Uh, of course, I'd never been introduced to, hadn't been introduced yet to Russian girls or Nordic girls, uh, which are also very beautiful. Uh, but uh, that's the balance. And uh, I think why you see a lot of Italians marrying Irish is because of uh, the difference uh, in, in the looks, but the same culture, Christian, Christian culture. Uh, and, the, you know, the Italians uh, want to get away from their, you know, uh, arguing mother, and the Irish want to get away from their uh, uh, drunken father. So uh, <laughs> they get together. Bars. Right, let's talk about bars. There's no bars on the corner. Not a bar on the corner anywhere in our they're all in the middle of the block. <laughs> it's, How about that? It's, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a, they're in the middle of the block. Yeah. No, no drinking age. Um, in, in the room called the bar, uh, there's a serving area. No tables in the bar. Uh, around the th other three walls in the, of the room, there's a shelf that's about 12 inches deep and uh, big enough uh, to rest your arm and place a drink on it. Uh, so, you, you know, you, you get your beer uh, and you, you, you put your arm on the, on the, on the, on this, on this thing going around the room and then you drink it and you go or, or you get another one. And that's what makes our travel show the best travel show on uh, in the entire world because I never heard that. I just did research. I never heard of that. And that is something you can only know if you've been there. That's yeah, crazy. Uh but every block, just like some areas, you know, in the United States, every block has a bar on a corner. This, the bars are all in the middle of the block. It's, I don't know why they put them in the middle of the block, but there, there they are. Uh, I'll tell you what I learned at, at this at these bars. I mean, I, I'm not a drinker, but I learned a drink, which is the only type of beer that I will ever have uh, if I, you know, when I do drink a beer. Uh, it's uh, called half and half. It's warm Guinness and malt liquor, and they mix half and half. So it's half half Guinness and half malt liquor. Oh, wow. what, what a drink! Oh, have you ever had it? I have never drank in my life. It's just something I never tried. Yeah, it's well, it, it doesn't do anything for me. Well, it does. Uh, like thirty years ago, I started getting headaches if I would just have a, a toast at a wedding. Oh my goodness. Just so I don't even drink anything anymore. But I was always a light drinker. Um, there's no one in my family a heavy drinker. So um, it, it was time, you know, we'd been all through Dublin, and uh, we hadn't been all the way down to Cork yet. But we wanted to head north to see what Belfast was like, so to take the train. Uh, you need a passport to travel to Belfast. Uh, you cannot travel unless you have a p passport to get to Northern Ireland. Uh, this should be good. Did you find that in your research? Well, here's the thing. Uh, our audience has grown so much. I want to apologize to them uh, because I started the show earlier than we expected. So I had to actually kill 10 minutes, and I ended up babbling uh, for about 5 or 10 minutes uh, because I was going through the Internet and just babbling off the Internet. So I apologize to our listeners. I did not find that particular uh, piece of information. No, Peter. Oh, I guess you know. Well, that's you need. You, if you if you want to go north, you better bring your passport. Well, of course, if if you're coming from another country, you have a passport with you anyhow. So always carry your passport when you're traveling in these places. So don't go anywhere without 
two two forms of ID, photo IDs. Uh, on the train, we were in a cabin with uh, other travelers. One guy was from South Africa. He maintained his English humor. You know, the, the South Africans are English. And out, out in the hallway, there was an Irish man, and he was drunk, and he, he could hardly walk. He faced us, opened up his jacket. Strapped to him was four sticks of dynamite. Uh, they were about one inch by nine inch red sticks. Uh, looked just like dynamite to us. I mean, of course, it didn't say dynamite on it, but <laughs> he did say he was mad, and he, he told us he was going to blow up the train. Oh, my God. I slipped by him. Wait a second. You were on the train when this happened? <laughs> on the train. <laughs> oh, my like, goodness. There's like these separate rooms on the, on the train, like separate areas where six to eight people could sit. And we were there with a couple of travelers. He told us, so I slipped by him and I told the conductor. The train stopped. Uh, the two conductors appeared. The man disappeared. Uh, the South African Englishman talked. He said, I've been around the world. I've seen Asian dancers. I've enjoyed the Greek dancers. I enjoyed Spanish dancers. They were wonderful. Now I know what the Irish dance is like. Uh, my, my Irish voice was not happy. Her and I uh, do a lot of dancing, and we also do Irish dancing. And uh, the guy was being very sarcastic. Uh, Belfast. We get to Belfast, and um, somebody called me from Italy. They, they want me to do a show in Italy. Anyhow, uh, I'll, I'll call them back. Uh, Belfast, very different from Southern Ireland, well-kept, uh, single homes, uh, you know, not the road, road home type of thing, uh, uh, more uh, white, the beaches were white more or less, sandy beaches, so even, they even had a cemetery uh, just off the beach, you know, attached to the beach, uh, clean streets, no beggars, no green. No green. What? No green? The street lights had a red, yellow, and X light where the green would be. Oh, wow. I said, I said what's this? i never seen that before. No green beaches. Uh, no green benches. Not, not even a green shutter uh, or a green roof. Wait a minute. I see green. Oh, yeah, there's some green. Trash cans were green. I said, trash creams are green. What the hell is this? <laughs> we asked, why do you hate the Southern Irish? The answer was, look, boat, uh, they're just like your lazy, uh, lowest folks you have back home. That was, you know, my wife was so uh, upset. Her face turned red. Uh, you know, um, she was she was just really, she, she, she didn't want to tell him she was Irish, and she, she her name was Nefeo at the time, so you might as well you know, stick with it. Uh, we had it back. Uh, we ate first, though. Uh, I t have to tell you, they had this potato. It has a nutty flavor. Uh, I don't know where why it tastes like a nut, but it does. It, it's a special type of they 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 brag about it, a special type of flavor. I, I can't remember the name what they called it. Uh, baked with some butter, which the butter looked more like uh, a, a a roll of uh, a cheese, you know, you know, like like a slice of cheese rolled up. Uh, I 
it was somewhere on James Street in Belfast where we where we had that uh, for a luncheon. I also had salmon and a plate of oysters. Uh, Marie had her pastry. She had uh, baked apple. We drank, we drank apple cider, and uh, on the top of the apples, I shared. I had an apple slice of apple with her. Um, we had ice cream, the best tasting ice cream. I don't know if it was, you know, the combination or what it was, but it, it was really, really good. I couldn't eat anymore, so we had to move on. Marie maintained a weight of 110 pounds. She was five foot three. Wow. And I was 175 at uh, five foot nine and a half, ten inches. Uh, we eat light, uh, you know, time to venture back to Dublin uh, with, without uh, kissing the Blarney Stone. No, 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 no. The Blarney Stone is in Cork, which is below Dublin. And we, we had to go see the Blarney Stone. Total opposite than Southern Irish, and we did. The hills are green, uh, the beautiful, on the way there, the, the mounds. Uh, I would say the hills are more like mounds. And, in fact, I saw some of them look like they had trash underneath and then grass had grown over it. Oh so goodness. they must dump it. Instead of dumping it in the water, they're dumping it in, on the land, which is a good idea. That's probably the way it should be done uh, rather than destroying the oceans. Uh, no farming, just green, rolling hills. Uh, the, uh, you know, we're ready for for the uh, Milani Castle for the next day. Uh, oh, sheep herders. Uh, people had horses and sheep and cattle. Uh, this was really clever. They built a meter high stone wall, uh, maybe um, 10, 20 meters, uh, you know, 30, 30, 60, 50 feet uh, long. And it had a little slit in the meter, just enough so you could slide out, and uh, so you'd come in and out, in and out. And uh, th that was their wall to maintain the animals in inside of the uh, inside of those areas. So uh, here we here we go. Uh, the Balarni, the Balarni stone, and a lot of sayings for years I heard. Oh, that's a lot of Balarni. Uh, meaning BS, you know. Uh, yeah. So, the, for 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 centuries, they said that the Blarney Stone had uh, uh, was brought in from uh, other places. Uh, it was it was um, um, it was sacred. Uh, they they were from God. Uh, they they were from tens of centuries ago. You know, thousands of years ago. Uh, it actually, I, I think the reality in, in today's world is uh, they came up, they found out when they tested them that they were actually local stones. Uh, they were from a, a castle called Blarney, and uh, there was just so much Blarney going back and forth. Uh, the castle was gone, and all that was left was like this wall and some steps going up it, and uh, there's this, this window. And there's a couple of rails that you could hold, and you have to actually backwards go back to kiss the stone. You know, so it's supposed to really help you kiss the stone or give you good luck for the rest of your life and everything else. If you don't, if you don't fall out and kill yourself, <laughs> doing it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, the Irish, um, the Irish are great makers of stories and poems. Maybe they've all kissed the blind stone. Uh, but uh, we were to where 
some of the areas where some of the artists wrote poetry and, and wrote some some of their uh, uh, scripts. Uh, time to get back and uh, and leave. And the best time, if you're going to leave from Ireland to come to the United States, is eight in the morning. Okay. Uh, tell you why. You will arrive in America at ten thirty. Now you say eight to ten thirty. That's only two and a half hour flight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you, uh, American Airlines uh, flight takes six and a half hours, but the Earth is rotating, and there's four hour difference. So if you leave there at uh, you know eight, you'll get here at ten thirty. But of course, you have traveled six and a half hours. See, Peter, that is another thing that makes our show the best travel show in the world, because I've never heard that. Well, you know, it's, it's, that's the way it is, because, they're, yeah, because they're, you know, uh, there are four hours difference between us, you know, uh, Western Europe and Eastern United States, four, four hours uh, different time. And, and uh, uh, American Airlines, they're the best to take, I would, I would say. Uh, to come into Philadelphia, if you're going to come back into the Philadelphia area. So uh, that, that's about it. I I, uh, I have to have admiration for the uh, furniture uh, and the glass that the Irish make, and, and their uh, poetry and writing and skills uh, are um, fantastic. And, of course, my whole life I always – I could tell a person, a girl was Irish – uh, because my heart would start beating really, really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter, let's just end it with uh, one question. If I, We have a lot of uh, people that uh, wish they can travel to Ireland. A lot of people that listen to our show are just people that would love to go to some of the places that we talk about and the places that you have been. What is the one thing that you think they absolutely have to do when they travel to Ireland? Hmm. Uh, the Blarney Stone? <laughs> that, that, that's 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 uh, that's a couple hours. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting to see it. Um, nice to get down to County Cork, which is almost tropical and beautiful. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go over that, but the uh, um, it's just. Uh, it's different, and um, I, I don't. I don't know what the heck. If I one thing, I couldn't. I couldn't really put my hand on one thing. That's a good thing, because that means there's lots of good things. Yeah, a lot going on. All right, let's tell the listeners we have increased four hundred percent in listeners in just six weeks. Promote yourself. Tell us about uh, Peter DeFeo. Well, uh, just put me on the internet, and uh, I'll pop right up. Peter DeFeo, mob boss, but that's not me. Uh, I, I am all the rest. Uh, you, you might want to see some of my artwork, which uh, is uh, Peter DeFeo, fine artist. That's not my site, but they stole images from my 500 painting site, which we're trying to rebuild now. And, uh, and they have like 50 to 100 of my pieces of artwork that they picked out uh, my site was much better uh, but still you, you get a good feel of uh, the quality of my work and peter has been nice enough to offer our listeners a 10 percent discount if you want a hand painting of a uh, loved one for christmas or your dog or anything 
Uh, Peter will give you a 10% discount. Peter DeFeo actor at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch with him and he can make you, it's a hand painting, correct, Peter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And he will do a hand painting of a loved one, a, do- a pet, or anything that you want just in time for the Christmas holiday or Hanukkah. Any gift you want to give, uh, just email Peter, Peter DeFeo actor at gmail.com. Put in your request. Just send him a photo and he can do it right from the photo. Correct, Peter? Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, of course, I prefer doing it from a live person, but that's, like, impossible. Right. We're, we have international listeners. I just posted a photo on Facebook of how many international places we are listened in, and people, they were telling me how amazing it is. Yeah, we actually have a low listener count in America. <laughs> now just send him a photo, and he will draw a painting from the photo. Oh, yeah, I could do uh, different prices, too. I could do a pencil drawing. I could do a uh, a drawing and painting on top, or I could do an acrylic, you know, like like a, a masterpiece type thing. So, uh, you know, they, they would all be, you know, pencil drawing uh, doesn't take me very long and hardly costs anything. So, uh, very good. All right, Peter, thank you very much. What are we going to do next week? Do you know yet, or do you want me to send you the requests? Requests you sent me first, uh, I hadn't been there. So, but if it's a place I've been to, uh, I'll, I'll write something up about it. Thank you, Peter. You did another great job. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, Peter. Bye bye. That was Peter DeFeo, world traveler. If you're listening in uh, a place that watches a lot of movies, he was in The Sopranos on HBO. He has been in American Gangster, and he has done over 150 films. I want to thank everyone for being uh, for listening this week. I want to thank our great listeners internationally that listen to the show every single week. Our last show was about Sicily, and it did tremendous. So I want to thank everybody. I want to apologize because we actually have listeners now. <laughs> and I probably won't get away with it. But I apologize. I started the, sh- the show early, and this show is done first thing in the morning, and I have not even had a sip of water. So I apologize. There's about eight minutes of babbling uh, during this episode, and that was because I started the show early, and I couldn't get a hold of Peter. So I want to apologize to the listeners for that. Uh, next Friday, we're going to publish another episode. If you have any part of the world that you would like us to cover, Send us an email, diningonadime at yahoo.com. I want to thank you for listening, and have a great week.